With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cody Bradley, and I've got in the studio with me tonight my Blue Testament brethren and sistren. It is us. Yes, I'm here. We are here. Say your names. Uh, Allie Trost. Bad Bell. Are we that famous that we can just, people just know the voices now? Well, I, I mean, think, we've least, been doing this pod, I, people know who they're getting when they come here, right? Yeah, yeah I'm Unless pretty, pretty we, sure 90 people, 90% of people listening know our voices. <laughs> Unless we have a special guest, as we did a couple weeks ago. When the lovely Robo joined us. Other than that, people, I'm not. I think we've unless got a, I mean, unless I talk in my other voice, which I can do, which you were as I was doing, doing you know. before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so we're at up to seven in a row now. Over the course of basically two months since we've seen a Sporting KC win. It was like March, right? Yeah, and Marchish, and we're almost the end of May. Yeah. That's not good. It's, no, not good at all. It's an unfamiliar feeling for Sporting KC Nation. Especially, too, at this point in the season. Last season, they started the, yeah. off so hot and so strong that it almost feels a it, little... It, it doesn't backwards. feel right yet. I mean, granted, we've talked about, oh, I mean, the optimists that we are, we look at this like, oh, this could mean that Towards the end of the season, everything goes right, and Sporting Kansas City wins the MLS Cup. La 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 la. Yeah. So even in there, in those late season swoons, was there a seven game winless streak among them? I think there was close, maybe five, six of 
or yeah. or one win in one win in seven games right. kind of situation. So I mean, not that far off. Yeah, maybe similar point total after seven games. Yeah, because in the seven win list, there is like three ties, right? Yeah. So at least that's. Similar. Well, I think there's more than that. But then you have there's. The I think there's only. I think there's five ties and only two losses. Well, then then there's there are ties and then there's a tie like last weekend like where last week. it was a win or should have been a win. We all saw it. It was right there. Just blow the whistle and it would have happened. Damn ref. Okay, so let's just let's jump into the Vancouver game. We don't have to dissect it. It's in the past. It's late in the week, so we shouldn't harp on it too much. But let's look for something good and something bad. All right. Uh, you guys both looked at me. <laughs> I will. I can I, go. I looked around. Yeah, Allie, go. <laughs> um, something good. Obviously, having Matt Beasler make an appearance back was something that the team desperately needed in terms of a general morale slash team chemistry boost, but then also the the level and quality of play on the field as well saw an improvement as well. So that would be something good. Something bad is I'm, I'm going to, you know, the goal aside, just something bad and something that needs to change going forward is you have to win those games. I know. You have to win those games. And I think – the the something bad is not as much what happened on the field like in the the play itself but just like the mental lapse like the fact that the team wasn't mentally strong enough to se- secure what was a win in that moment at home is just and it's that's something that Vermees preaches I know he does all the time where it's you can't click off for even a moment it's like no. you're not going to be on my field if you're not on for the entire right 90 90- Five minutes. Right. They were for 94 and a half. Though. And especially a team that's like fighting so hard to get a win right now yeah. that needs one. I mean, if you you think that that would kind of kick the engagement in gear, but. Yeah, there's something, you're something good there. Matt Beesler. that was, we saw all the like quotes from, you know, Melia and Fellhaber and Vermees on his return. And so, yes, that is, that is probably the biggest thing that we can hang our hat on. Ver- is, Vermees outright called him the top man of the game. Yeah, he did. And that's, you know, there was there was a time where he felt the need to challenge Beesler because he didn't think he was stepping up. Was that was that that wasn't last season, right? That feels longer ago than it was that. A couple years ago. Yeah. Can we call Matt Beesler the most undervalued player on the team up until this point? Yeah, it just seems. Yeah, I think people can like forget about him. It's just this Beesler. He's been here the whole time. It just he's the rock. It's just you. Yeah, everyone just focuses elsewhere because he's just always been there and so solid. Yeah, he, he's he's extremely solid and extremely consistent. He has his ups and downs. I mean, there's been years he's been the best guy in the, the league, and there's been years where he's, you know, the 15th best center yeah. back in the league, which is still damn good. Right. But Ilya called him today the best center back in the league in the press conference. I saw that quote. Or Melia did too, or maybe that was Melia's quote I was thinking of. Well, Ilya called him that today. Nice. Well, I think he got called that twice today then. You have the audio if you want to play it, but it's – Probably not worthless. Not not worth it for that little bit. So. And why is that? You did say uh, someone was a little happy today. Oh, Peter. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. He's like that was a little odd. Not 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 that he was happy because Peter. People I think have a different perception of Peter than I do. Uh huh. That's definitely true. He they people always think he's unhappy and he's going to be. He was mad. They they thought he would be mad at the last game and he wasn't. Yeah. He walked in. He's like, no, I'm happy with their performance. Because he saw a progression, he saw mm-hmm. some. He he sees them coming out of something. Right. Not not that they're where they wanted to be. Right. Which uh, so I was gonna actually counter what you're bad a little bit ago, just uh, for a tiny bit. If they were not so shorthanded, maybe subs go differently. Maybe the people who shut off for that half a second is at the, after ninety four and a half minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Wouldn't have happened if they had different subs, right? And different and guys had a little bit different rest pattern, and they weren't shaking confidence at that point, right? So it's all in the building it back up. So. I'm going to counter that though and <laughs> say that when you two of your primary starters are the cause of the breakdown on that play, we just talked about it before the pod. Felipe Gutierrez and Ilya Sanchez; those are two players who, you know, Ilya didn't miss a game last season. 
if I'm correct. Or was and it the only, season before? And only won the season before. And only won the season yeah. before. I mean, that's someone who he knows what it what it means and what it is to play not just a full ninety minutes, but stoppage time, extra time, going into PKs. He like he understands that. Felipe Gutierrez is another player who, granted, he dealt with a lot of injuries last season. And that kept him out of the game for a little bit. But aside from that, when he's available and he's healthy, he's starting and he's playing a full 90, if not a decent chunk of the game. Those are two players who, I don't know, if there's an excuse to to give him the right away there. Yeah, um, so Ali, Ali's referring to just that goal where whatever the guy's name is. Dang it, what is his name? I don't even know. The guy who scored it. He just kind of faded. He shall not be named. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Just kind of faded right in in between the two of them. Ilya maybe could have jumped forward a bit, and Felipe maybe could have stayed not f- with him. Yeah, he <laughs> Felipe floated forward instead of floating backwards. I, yeah. I do lean more like I, I lean more on Felipe on that one. When yeah, your team so is winning and it's the stoppage time is nearly out, and you are deciding to go forward. Yeah. That's a a time where you lost. Just, he of, just lost track of him. Like the guy of, just floated into space. Even when Sporting was at their best last year, because I'm not going to use this year, but last yeah. year or even the last couple of years, I feel that that's always been a weakness of them. Though it's mm-hmm. not the balls into the box. It's yeah. It's it's the corner kicks and the set pieces and the the stuff like that. That's been the weakness where they have given up late goals off yeah. of a little bit broken plays or somebody didn't didn't stay with one guy or, mm-hmm. or somebody just out jumped somebody. I mean, I, I, like Ilya, I think he his role is to be at the top of the box probably and catch stuff that comes out there, yep. not the stuff that's in the box, I'm guessing. So I think that's right. probably why he didn't. Uh-huh. Now, he's experienced enough that maybe he should have recognized it and went. Right. But even if he had, he would have been behind the guy at that point. It would have been hard to catch up. Right. That's so I do blame Felipe more. I think I will agree that Ilya shares some blame in it. Right. And if you, if you watch that again, even after the ball – went in the body language of Felipe it was almost just kind of like like he was he was just very gassed and it just looked like he almost kind of knew that it was him yeah and it was just he was just like well I was too tired anyway right well and something (laughs) interesting too about corner kicks because remembering just I mean set pieces in general but corner kicks specifically from a player perspective when you're on the field it looks so different than it does from up from the aerial view that we get from the press box yeah, or even from the field view as a spectator. Like when you're there, the the spacing is just so much yeah. different and it's there's more opportunity and yeah, there are more to, holes for players to come in and trying to see that ball sneak. get whipped in at that speed through these different bodies and people hanging on you. Yeah, and trying to read not only like where the ball's going to place, but how it's going to curve, where players are gonna slide. And even if you are marking man to man and have every area and every player covered there's just so many variables that go into it and then so many people tugging pushing shoving holding you know bodying up all that changes what your body can do in order to intercept that ball yeah speaking of did you guys see the kendall waston play in cincinnati versus orlando he just straight like we know kendall waston's antics around here around kansas city i don't remember who he took down but literally a corner kick was coming in and Watson was just behind this guy, just grabbed him around the stomach with his arms and just fell backwards like a just a pure full-on wrestling move. <laughs> just straight tackled him. It was Unreal. so ridiculous. And then that got the ref didn't notice it then, but it got re, uh, reviewed and then they gave a PK for it. But that just made me laugh. Kendall Watson, he's still up to it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always going to do it as long as he can get away with it part of the yeah. time. Um Okay, so your you want to do or you my should... I'll I'll do mine. Something good. The last two games have been significantly better. It yes, they still blew it. The first one took a beautiful goal to defeat them, and then the last one was just a momentary lapse in the last seconds of the game. Yes, it's very frustrating. I screamed of freaking course when that ball <laughs> went in the net. <laughs> Maybe sub-freaking for another. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not... I'm sure many of you had a response reaction. exactly the same. I think yeah. we all did. It just, not that I was like waiting for it to happen, but when it happened, it was like, oh yeah, why did I, th- <laughs> why did I think we were going to win that? It, it wasn't the time, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that was something good. It's encouraging. There's progression. 
there's they, they they're starting to look like they should. They just need to find the one next level. Starting to look like they should. There were you could see the moments in there. Beastler being back obviously meant a lot. So what was your bad? My bad. <laughs> my bad is is just simply Johan Krause. Fair enough. All of the defending that we've done on this podcast and all of the just waiting for it to come around. We've seen the potential. We've, you know, we saw him progress the whole season last year and get to a point of, you know, he was one of the best players on the field. Pretty valuable last year and solid too, like someone that you could rely on and not just rely on, but rely on in a multitude of positions, whether it was up top in the midfield defensively. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a consistently super strong performance in each one. Just because he does have his greater strengths, I would say mostly in that in that midfield spot. But at the end of the day, there was more trust in putting him yeah. in multiple positions. Whereas this year, it's has not been. Yeah, the I case. mean, they 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 put him in the at left back to win a playoff game last year, the last game we won yeah. of the season, right? Sure. Yeah, and so it wasn't crazy for us to. Give him time to uh, find that again this year. That wasn't absurd of us to think that no. he was going to improve. But I this, mean, is, this is a player who was scoring game-winning goals. Yeah. Like he was coming in and not just being a strong, solid player, but he was a contributor and he was an impact player. That I mean, what what's his impact what player, what does Hartzell I mean. say when he comes on the field now? That don't mess with the Johan. Don't mess with the Johan. Well, now go ahead, mess with the Johan. Yeah. You can tear him up yeah. on the left. Yeah, I mean, it was just, we've just been waiting and waiting, and he's had all these opportunities, and it's just not getting any better. And I think the, I mean, in particular, the when he tried to chip the keeper, I think that's one that is really going to stand out for a lot of people, just because it, you know, it was late in the game, and they're trying to kill the clock, and it obviously was not a good decision. Yeah, there's like, Three things he should have done instead yeah. of that. And if he's going to do that, he needed to at least make it. Yeah. And come close. I mean, yeah, it wasn't even close. You're going to boot the ball downfield, boot it to the corner, and run towards it. Yeah. And the the I'm gonna, uh, I've been such a defender of Johan, and I still am going to defend him a little bit. He is really tough to get off the ball yeah. if he's not trying some move to do something. If he's just playing flat out dribbling, he is tough to get to take the ball from. And if you do, he wins it back a large percent of the time. But it was just that mental error of doing that kick, that that go for the goal when it didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. That probably had me saying more bad words than the goal that Vancouver scored. Right. Yeah, so that's that's my bad. It it hurts to it hurts to finally you know, come around on this of where where it's just like, man, I don't I don't know if I can really see him turning this around. I, I like I don't necessarily have the confidence that I did that and he's it, going to do it this year. Well, and it wouldn't be as bad if Sporting wasn't suffering so yeah, so drastically obviously. on the injury side of things. Like they really, if there's a time that they need players who have experience with this team and in this league, and especially coming off of last season. Johan should be filling the the big shoes that he has to fill and kind of Yeah. I know. We were just waiting for him. It was like it was like, oh now he's got a the whole year under his belt, he's acclimated, it just And see that's why this year I didn't I, I have much less room for mistakes this year than I did last year. Oh yeah. Last year adjusting to the league, adjusting to the new mm-hmm. country and team and all these other things. Mm-hmm. And I could see so much things that he did good that were just not quite happening. Uh, Johan's got me opening another beer already. But this year, he shouldn't have to adjust. It's the team he knows. It's the league he knows. I mean, he knows where to go hang out and get his hair made white. Hey, that's where I go. I just don't get it white, though. Maybe you should... Wait, uh, can we do a like a bet? Where that... <laughs> Cody, you would look... If, if, for those of you who don't know, Cody's a ginger. You would look absolutely ridiculous with white hair. I, um, <laughs> as a child, I... Bleached my hair when that was a thing. Oh yeah, that was a thing. But like, I did you have your head shaved also. slash bleached? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, it was 
like short. Am I wrong? Does he like? like does he bleach his beard as well? Or am I? No, I think his beard is dark. He doesn't like. Have I like much can't remember long, what he looks like, like right now. <laughs> I'm like trying to like imagine like what a a graphic that like Sporting Casey posts. Can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah shout out to uh, shout out to Hair in Westport. That's where you go to get your haircut. That's where the cool people go. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Dad's going tomorrow. He just booked an appointment. Swope Park Rangers are down a goal in the third minute. I was supposed to be there. Oh, well. You could have captured it. He's choosing to pod instead. Hopefully I make the second half of the game, but we'll see. We'll hurry. Let's we'll hurry then. Give us your something good and something bad. All right, since you took my Johan one. I, I knew. Actually... I, I almost said I was probably stealing yours. But... No, no. Actually, I, I was good to go with the one I went, I'm went. i going with anyway, but the Johan was definitely the backup bad. It hurts um, me. It just ma- it makes me sad. So I'm going to go with Nemo on both of them. Yes. All right. First of all, it was good to get Nemo back scoring again, okay? Because he kind of, during a few games there, he was pretty dry and missing wide and missing high. And Wait, so this is your Nemo is your good and bad? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's good Nemo, bad Nemo. <laughs> True that. Uh, so, and when he scored, it was like, okay, they're they're starting to put it, they're putting it together, they're looking sporting-like. It felt good. It looked like sporting. That's it, what I remember. I was like, oh, okay, we're still good. Yeah. I mean, even if Kellen Rowe wasn't... Gerso or right. Shallowy or and he whatever. Would, and he is not. Okay. It, all of this was looking good. It's like, okay, they can win this game. All they need is a win to build a little confidence and another win, and and they'll be back to being a force in the West, right? And then one simple mistake. And I, don't, I, I think there was no malice in him. I don't think there was any intent to do any harm. Right. I think it was just a stupid mistake. It was. I talked to him after the game, and he was like, I mean, he just looks so – sad and so bummed and like i know i screwed up and it's the double screw up because now he because they were shorthanded in that game but now they don't have him to play in the next game and we got to try to figure out we'll talk about that later so that's good nemo bad nemo and he the only bright side is he'll be extra arrested for la and probably pissed off like zlatan zlatan will be (laughs) yeah yeah yes man that hurts that was just not smart and it it was a red card. There was really yeah, no was, getting around it. Nobody argued it. No, I mean, Vermees, like, yeah, it's he goes, it looked like a straight leg from where I was at. It should be a red. Uh, I talked to Nemo after the game, and he's he goes, yeah. I asked him, do you think it should have been a red? He goes, it could have been a yellow or a red. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, said that, and then immediately was just like, no. He goes, I only – that was my first foul. No, it was my second. <laughs> he was trying to find something. Yeah, he, he couldn't even he couldn't even like find it. So he yeah. was pretty honest about it. He was trying, but yeah, yeah. But again, so that goes back to the mental lapse. That's that was when the, when the team lapse. is is this injured, you have to be almost even more mentally strong and aware than you would be if you have every single player available. And I know it's just you're, you're right. But it's like that's just that's tough. Like, can you really tell your striker to go out there and like turn the ferocity down just like a bit? Like, can yeah. you even like do right. that? You know, and I do don't... you do you want to do that? Yeah, like, that's... as as Nemo is really kind of coming into his own in this role here and is doing it well for Peter Vermees. Like, you don't want to limit or inhibit him from reaching his full potential. And part of that, you know, yeah. that's just it's a risk that happens or that you take, and it's. And it's also not something he, like, that's not a problem with him in the past, right? right? I don't ever really recall him making, like, horrible challenges like that and getting sent off. No. I mean, I know he, he, he did against Sporting when he elbowed Zussi, <laughs> but. Yeah. Never forget. And even that was pretty mild. I mean, it yeah. was at the time. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that, Nemo. Get the hell out of here, right? You're New England. Go. Yeah. But at the time, it, even, I was like, yeah, it wasn't, like, vicious. It wasn't, right. Uh, but So I kind of felt bad for him. And can I circle back one more thing? Yeah, of course. Back to uh, something Ali was saying um, about when everything's going right, you can see things, or uh, during like a corner kick, uh, during plays like that, it's really hard to see. And we were talking about that. One of the things that Beasler said today was when he was injured, he was you know forced to be upstairs and watching the game, and uh, asked him what he learned, and he goes, "It looks a lot simpler from up there." He goes, <laughs> he goes there, I realize there's so much more room than we think there is sometimes. He yeah. Goes, 
you know, he goes, I think, I, I forget how exactly he said this, but something like, you know, I'm pretty good at handling the ball, but, you know, sometimes I don't think there's room for me to make a pass or I don't, you know, he goes, there probably is. Yeah. And he goes, it's just, it looks so much easier from up there. Which and is. I want to say, yeah, now you see why we complain about it. Well, yeah, and, it like, and it's so funny too, because it's like that right there to me shows the pure disconnect between sports media whether you whether you played or didn't play does not matter and then the players on the field because even like when you're watching from field level like there's really especially soccer just like with a game that's so spread out more so than any other game like i and maybe i'm wrong but i remember covering basketball and sitting courtside you can see the game because the court is so much smaller yeah as whether you're down can, below or up high, but a game like soccer, we're still there, and, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's just a different setup. But with soccer, where like the passing lanes are always shifting, and there's there's so many variables to it. There's over the top. There's sliding the ball through. There's giving. I mean, there's just so many different ways to play it yeah, that was, unless you can like <laughs> see above. But yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to see now with that insight. I mean, I've I've talked to players before, and you know, a lot of them will say some of the most valuable things that they learn about the game in a season come from you know those adverse moments of being sidelined with injury and so now, I, I don't I don't think it'll be some huge change in his game yeah but I do think it gives you a little extra insight when you're when you're seeing it differently yeah and I, I do agree like a big disconnect with like sports media <laughs> in general it's always easier to see from the outside oh yeah which is why I tend to give players a more uh benefit of the doubt like oh it's so obvious and I'm like it's not so obvious when you're in the middle of that right yeah you know? Beesler watched that and was like oh that's why they that's why they criticize us so much. <laughs> yeah. And not that we criticize Beasel or very, hardly at all, but it, you know, I mm-hmm. can't think of... But also, isn't he watching tape from all these games? That's what, the I was literally angle? just going to say that. <laughs> but it's but you're reliving the moment, not yeah, seeing not it from... Seeing and it I, yeah, because like with tape, at least, like you're watching it, and when you're breaking down a play, you're re-injecting yourself into like that moment. Whereas yeah, when you're just watching as it's happening live, it's just kind of a different experience. But it is... I do think that's really interesting, and I don't know. Maybe now when he's out there and he's between two plays, he'll remember that. That yeah, remember we'll see him. We'll see him like thread the needle for this beautiful and assist then to Johnny Russell, and he's just gonna look over the press box and point. <laughs> or no, he's, no, he's gonna look behind. He's gonna look behind the net and just point at that and give him a wink. Love it. Well, it's and it's it, another twist on that whole thing too. Is uh, you've been out the sporting and practices? They've started doing something different over the last month. I forget exactly when it started, but all the injured players are out watching the practice. It used to be like they would be in getting treatment or mm-hmm. something else. And it, no, all it's like a little herd now. There's like a herd of injured players that are kind of moving it's not together. That but when you have herd. that many, you have to like keep them all engaged. <laughs> well, yeah, they like probably the, don't have enough treatment tables to have them all like getting treatment done. Yeah, it's like a starting 11, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it is slightly getting smaller now. But right. yeah, it's like this group over there. And, it was kind of fun to watch them today. They were because it was open practice, so we got to watch. But injured guys over there kicking the ball and like trying not to use their bad leg. And- oh my god, <laughs> they're funny. Okay, let's talk briefly about P- the Peter Vermees interview where he discusses Zlatan and Gio Dos Santos. Yes, I don't know. Was this interview last night? It's it, it was on a. MLS podcast, one of the shows that they do, the call up. I've never even. Oh, that's the new show. It's the new show with um, Susanna Collins and Jillian Sakovitz. So, um, so two of their MLS reporters. I know Jillian also does work for uh, Atlanta United, and then some national broadcast as well. But so they got the girls. They gave them a show. Right, love it. Get on them. Give them a listen. So Vermees went on and. Mentioned briefly that Sporting Kansas City pursued, in quotes, pursued Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Gio Dos Santos. That is what he said. That is what he said. How? Do, my question for the how? two of you: How do you interpret pursued? Yeah. Well, so this is the quote. Ibrahimovic, for me, started. We had actually, through someone in our club, talked to his agent, but the financials were just something that we couldn't have and wouldn't have done at the time. Now, that could literally be a phone call or an email. <laughs> Imagine that email. Hey, hey comma. Hey, how much does it cost? 
Way too much. <laughs> All right, sorry. If you have to ask, you can't yeah. afford it. If you get, right. yeah. If you have to ask Zlatan, you can't afford Zlatan. <laughs> uh, well put. Well put. <laughs> but I, on the, I don't, I don't have a lot of uh, inside knowledge on the Zlatan thing. Okay, but I imagine the pursued was yes. They talked to his agent and said, you know, what can we do? Blah blah blah. Or the club he was with at the time. I don't know when it was because. Pursued could be six years ago, or it could have been last year before he went to LA. Who knows, right? But the Gio DeSantos one, I do know that they were doing that. I heard about that at the time, and they were talking to him, and they wanted to try to bring him in, and the, they just it didn't work out at that point. And, and it was at why. the time when he was about to move to LA, or this was a different. It was before then. Okay, it was like two years, maybe three years before he went to LA. Is I, I, I don't want to quote that, but it's it was somewhere like that. So he uh, was well, and so and so the quote there is: Before LA Galaxy got Dos Santos, we were interested in him, but Gio did not want to come to Kansas City. Yeah, there's been a few players that they were they were interested in, and they maybe had an agreement with the club. And I shouldn't say a few; at least two that I know of. Remember hearing that they've vetoed coming here, and there was another one that they were bringing here, who the player agreed, but his wife looked up Kansas City and said, "No, Paris of the Plains." No way. And you're not allowed to say who that was? I don't. Or, or, at I the time, like, I was told, no, don't say. I think we've actually, I feel like we've I, talked about that player on here already. But though. I can't remember yeah. the who it is right now. It was like, it was European. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, not say it. I just don't, I don't remember it now. So, yes. I There's mean, been I, so many I, rumors. It's good. It's good to hear. I, I you know, we are the ones that are aware that this team is on the constant search that I'm sure they put out feelers almost anywhere. Like, I do know that. I do believe that about this team and yeah, Hermes. Because I've heard some of them they were doing. I mean, yeah. in the past, and not not as much lately. But. but the problem is I don't know that, like, putting this out here will convince the doubters that they're doing it. I mean, I'm sure they're just not going to believe that it was serious or how in-depth the talks were. Well, just like you, you know, did the quote on the pursued. The, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people is, are going to say, yeah, right. Exactly. Call his agent. Yeah, because there's some ambiguity there, and we don't really know. But so, like, yes, for us, that reaffirms what we already know, that literally they're putting out the feelers on anyone and everyone, and then everyone that we don't <laughs> know about either or never heard of also. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would phrase it that in, on anyone and everyone, but it's they're definitely they got a lot of connections out, and they have people out there connecting all the time. So, well, anyone and everyone willing to come to MLS? I wouldn't even say that. I don't think they want all those players. Yeah, but honestly, I don't. Anyone worthy of being sporting fit? Would but I don't know that Zlatan is. Would Would Zlatan? Because that's really the next question. Would Zlatan have been a good fit? No, of course not. Okay, so if he came here, it was probably much more of a uh, owner or president of sporting wanting to spend money and bring a big name to sell jerseys kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? So which, I think... Which is not a Peter Vermees kind of thing. Right, which Peter's still here and that president isn't? No. Um <laughs> I, and he's That's on true. to do other things. In all due respect to Rob, I don't have any idea that what I just insinuated actually happened. Uh, but it, I know that Peter used to get bummed a lot of times. I come to practice. Yeah, Rob tweeted out last night that you were interested in a midfielder from Germany. Well, you'll have to ask him about it. Right. <laughs> so yeah. That would be the answer. Um, so, you know, there was there was always a little tension there. Rob was a is a great owner and was a great president and very fun but i think that always was a little bit of a bother to the technical side who was out there trying to make deals and not have things become well known everywhere i miss rob's antics though yeah me too he was trying to make the mls the nba i still (laughs) i still get to take advantage of oftentimes when he's buying people beer in the cauldron that's where my squad sits. Yeah, you have a squad. Yeah, I have friends. I just wanted to tell everyone that people do like me. 
when you have to tell people, <laughs> there's a hint that maybe it's not true. Guys, people like me, I swear, I have friends. <laughs> Allie, have you seen these friends? I will not confirm hey. nor deny. Hey, Allie's my friend. We hang out. We're, yeah, this we're is actually true. <laughs> we do stuff. We've been in the Galton together. <laughs> yeah, that was that was when she was new to town. That's true. That's true. When she didn't know anyone. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Okay, on Cody, that note, take it back. on that note of Cody having friends, because I do have friends, we're going to take a break, <laughs> and we'll be back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When it's a fight for night, when it's a fight for night, we can gather all the friends all around the tomb. That's not a better thing to do. All right. Do you guys like that transition? I love that song. That lets you do the transition. It's a nice segue, right? That's why yeah. you love it? Or... No, no one in the studio, everyone in the studio here looked at me like I was weird because they didn't hear the music and I just do it anyway. I have no idea what. But the listeners about. will get it. The song that I that we can really come back from. That's because you've heard it though. It ends with. Is it that the point? It ends with a, like a solid all right, and that's when I jump in. Oh, well, it's yeah. a good transition. You're gonna have to listen to this podcast one of these days. <laughs> is it the same song that like we always? Well, so we have our intro, and then that is our yeah, but it's the same. That's song. our mid one. No, it's a different one. Oh, hmm. they're both good. The Vanden Arms. We fail to mention them every episode. Yeah, which probably <laughs> but it's very good. The Van and Arms. I hope they still exist. I do hope they still exist. They're on Twitter, not very active, but I think they do still exist. We should take a road trip to go listen to them. Yeah, let's find them. We'll go record live. Yes, we'll have them record a live version of our intro music. That would be actually really sweet. <laughs> and now, like, this they probably gives look me at more us incentive. Like, wait a minute, you owe us uh, two yeah. years of royalties. Like, wait, you've been using it? <laughs> We'd be like, we do actually uh, have an email saying it was okay. Uh, what? From a long time ago. From <laughs> in past iterations of this show, when well, it was a phone call. This gives me more. No, it was when it was in person. Oh, okay. With a fine. bad recorder. Okay, well, we're not breaking any rules. Seattle Sounders come to town. They Seattle do. is doing quite well this year. The opposite of how they normal their seasons normally go, where they start horribly and then finish strong. They are 7-1-5 and five in second place with 26 points to Sporting Kansas City's 11. Yikes. Yikes. And Sporting's obviously not at full strength. Not at full strength. Um, the other what, news from them, Chad Marshall, who Sporting Kansas, Kansas City fans will be well aware of at this point, has decided to retire effective immediately. And if you're Chad Smith from the Blue Testament, you will argue that it was to avoid playing Sporting Kansas City. That sounds good. I like that. When he wasn't playing anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Hadn't really been playing anyway. I think, but, I think that was just some Chad-on-Chad action there. But they probably would have brought him in at the end of the game, and he would have scored a late header to probably. tie or beat us. <laughs> well, now we'll never know. It seems like he did that more than once. I know he did it at least once. He scored a late game something that hurt us. So, that's one less thing we have to worry about in the future is Chad Marshall getting the late winner. But we do have, they still have uh, our old friend Saad Abdul Salam over there. Oh, yeah. Good for him. He's been playing well. I, th- I always thought he was a decent outside back, man. I did, too. He didn't seem – I mean, I got it when he was released, though, or whatever they did to him. Yeah. I mean, you had Zussi and Lindsay in the pipeline. And it was a trade for – I feel like they got something out of it. Maybe they didn't. I 
pretty sure they did. Uh, I think Dia was just released. We have a resounding lack of research on this show. <laughs> you asked the question. You should have researched Wait, it what before was you asked the question. <laughs> we should accurate do... partial information. Yeah, That's accurate. It's our tagline. <laughs> we have to stay true to our our brand. Okay, so Seattle has obviously still been killing it. Sporting Kansas City are going to limp into this with more injuries. More injuries, the same injuries. Hey, Swell Park Rangers just scored. Bam, 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 bam. Who was it? Foot Mob has not given me that alert yet. Just that they scored? They send the alert to let you know a goal comes. And um, Something interesting for Chiefs are... Camden wow, Riley. Guys, sorry. Camden Riley got it. The redhead. Nice. Cody. Ginger Power all day. Well, and interesting is that... Uh, Oh, was Seth Sinovic is the uh, the color tonight. He's on the call with Carter what? Augustine. Yeah. Oh man, did we we just found out Seth's post career, <laughs> post playing days career? It's funny calling color because that's like the two least color guys are possible there. <laughs> they are ha, very vanilla. Ha. There's the <laughs> that's that was a good joke actually. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else appreciated that, but those are two really vanilla guys. I don't know about you, but I'm very <laughs> excited to go back and listen to Seth. Yeah, I want to hear that too. Yeah, I'm interested in that. No, well, I mean, as it is just a joke because Seth is really smart and insightful. Yeah, what he talks about. So. And as many uh, Kansas Cityans here know, his sister Emily Sinovic is a reporter at Channel Five here in Kansas City. So the uh, it's in his blood. The, yeah, it's it's it runs in the family. <laughs> she could give him some tips on uh I don't know. It seems like he would be good at that. Yeah. That's also not unheard of. I remember Tim Howard doing that while he was still he was calling Premier League games while still part of a team in the Premier League. Is he still playing? <laughs> he is, right? He's still there. He's still Colorado's keeper, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. It was just me being a smart ass. <laughs> You made me doubt myself there for a second. Okay, so Thad, give us a an injury update. All right. Now, at the press conference today, Peter was asked how the injuries were, and he goes, let me see if I can do this from memory. It's not like when it's two or three people. <sighs> and he goes, okay, actually, let me order it from last to come back to most likely to come back sooner. Wow, nice and helpful. Thanks, PV. Yeah, so I I jotted this down from the recording. So the least likely to come back anytime soon is Wallace, Rodney, because, mm-hmm. well, he's out for the year. And then Lindsay, who, oh, well, he had the knee surgery. Yeah. And then Espinoza. So mm. still no time. Like, I don't have any timelines written down on this, but those guys are all pretty long term. Yeah, not within a month, it doesn't sound yeah, like. Yeah, I think Espinoza's probably at least two more months, maybe. Or another, maybe he's another month and a half before he comes back, something like that. Oh man, I'd have to go look up the the where I have the other written have it written down elsewhere. Um, and then Hurtado, and then he says these few guys are kind of all similar, but maybe you know a little bit longer than one the other. other. And he listed them off in the order of Gerso, Shallowy, Zusi, Madranda, and Fontas. And then he threw Nemo into the end of it. Because, well, he'll be the first one to come back from any of that group. So it was an injury slash unavailable list. With yeah. But the so one... some of those guys in that last group can could be next week? Yeah. Quite honestly, I would not be shocked if Madranda was in in 18, some, like the next two games. I, I would... Be su- actually, I would be a little surprised if he wasn't in the 18 in in two to three games. I'd be actually surprised. Uh, he's looking good in practice. He's doing full practice. He just has – he wouldn't have anything near game fitness. You know, just – I mean, he's he was running and doing stuff, but that's not game. I mean, you have to yeah. pretty much play a game to be game fit. And he also said Fontes was out yeah. there today doing stuff. He was playing – I'm trying to remember if he was in all the drills or just some of them. But it was interesting. Uh, Gerso and Zusi were in uh, the warm-up drills, so they were doing stuff. Um, you know, it was like one of those like almost every team does it. Three players running, t- 
two tossing the ball to the middle guy in the middle who plays it back and you know off the foot or off the head or something. They actually did, you know did the same drills you probably did in high school or with club. Uh, and Gerso like having to catch the ball with one hand and toss it over. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, they just need to get him cleared to the point where he can. It, it, they have it, the uh, bone has to heal with I think they put a, like a plate or a brace or something in on the bone, mm. uh, so it has to heal far enough that they can let him play and not risk it breaking further when it has a splint cast right. thing on. So. So what you're saying is it's progressing, but it's not great. Slowly. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah. I would guess, like, Fontas could be ready. Uh, he's been doing running and stuff, but apparently I think it was something like he's he's finally doing jogging and weights and treadmills and ellipticals and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when he would get into a full sprint, then he would feel some tightness, and so then he'd have to shut it down. So they yeah. like they had him rest for several days, do nothing. So he could be close also. I wouldn't mm-hmm. expect him to start for a while, though. Yeah. But I think Shallowy is still probably the farthest out from that, if, unless the Gerso takes a while longer to heal. All right. Well, let's look at our preferred oh, lineup. The one oh. thing that was forgot was Kuzane. Uh, he Peter didn't mention him, so I didn't have him written down, but he was also out running. Okay. Uh, in doing warm-up, the, the early warm-up running and stuff. But then he wasn't playing when they were doing the small-sided games. So, Okay, looking at the BlueTestament.com user poll for Pick Your Lineup, Timelia comes in at a solid 95%. Adrian Zendejas' family is still supporting him there. That is my favorite running joke Yep. on this podcast is that like the backup or young kind of young guns in the uh, in the Blue Testament polls typically get anywhere from like two to seven votes. Yeah, like and there's no real person that's like, oh yeah, House this game. Right. But we have <laughs> definitively decided and made it kind of a known thing here that any time there are a couple of votes for some of those players, and you can all assume, and if it's you, please let us know. But I'm Mr. Saying, Ms., you know, we got I'm Mr. and Mrs. Him. Freeman. We've got them voting every week. We've got the Zendejas clan. I'm saying Zendejas, his girlfriend, and his mom are the three votes is what I'm saying there. Yeah. I don't know that he has a girlfriend. I'm just spitballing here. Defenders. The four defenders leading here. Matt Beesler with 97%. Barath at 85%. Hassler outdoes Zussi by a significant margin. And Seth Sinovic. Of oh, course. pretty much the standard four that can play right now. The only four that are ready to go. Uh, still some votes for Johan in there. And Zussi does have nine. And Graham Smith also has three. Okay, midfielders. Also pretty straightforward. Ilya, Felipe, and Felhaber. By a mile. I wrote in Busio just because I wanted to. <laughs> and someone also has Andreu Fontas as a write-in for our midfielders. What? That's interesting. Hmm. Actually, What's... I thought he would do okay as a D-mid. Uh, yeah, yeah, they want him at that holding midfield spot, I imagine. So, yes, that's probably, I mean, Melia and then those four in defense and those three midfielders, that's probably what it's going to be. I think our I think our users are spot on thus far. I would agree. However, the next three. Yeah, the, then we're on to the wingers where it can get iffy. Johnny Russell, for sure, but still only with 92%. What's wrong with you people? Come on. Oh, maybe they just wanted – oh, they probably put him at striker. I'm assuming. If someone didn't put him as a winger, then you had to have put him at striker. I hope. So Johnny Russell, far and wide. And then Rowe. Is the comes in at second with fifty seven percent of the votes, and Crase is at twenty three. Oh, sorry, Shallowy is next with twenty six, but we just learned Shallowy is a long ways off. At least another week or two. At least another week. And then at center forward, it's it's split pretty hard. Johan is out in front by 
a little bit with 33%, then Busio at 30%, and Shallowy at 23 Is it going to be? It's got to be Kraze, right? I don't know. I mean, I really have no idea. Who would you pick? I'm asking who would you who you would pick. You know what I would probably do in this situation? Change the formation. Ooh. Would Verbeese do that? He's done it before when they were shorthanded at uh, Ford. Will he do that this game? Don't know. I... Do you think, like, is in change go to a four four two or a... 3-5-2-5-3-2. Three, five, three, five. Um, I mean, against... But, like, I mean... The defense has been working the last two games. One goal conceded the last two games. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason I say that is he um, it was the U.S. Open Cup last year, year before, when there was a shorthanded, and he threw out three center backs as the, the three. I remember that. Um, so when I say a 3-5-2 or a 5-3-2, mm-hmm. essentially the same thing. Right. Um, I could see that. Beasler in the you know in the middle Graham Smith and mm-hmm. uh, Botan yeah um and then have Hasler and Seth out wide or that would be a possible use for Crase out there mm-hmm. you still have Ilya in front of them uh Felipe and Benny in the middle yep. so there's your three five and the two if you don't have Crase as the left outside person in the five whichever way you phrase that. You could put him up top with Johnny. Right. Totally changes their their pattern, would throw Seattle off. They couldn't. Kind of like eliminate some of Sporting's issues right now, too, in a way. Just because of, you know, or you could put Kellen up there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different things you could do with that. And it would mess up Seattle because they wouldn't be able to plan for it. You would maximize. And if you got a center back hurt, then you just shift the formation back to a 4-3-3 with somebody coming in to change it up. You could put Busio in the – one thing with Busio is I think he does so well as a sub, not as a starter. I think yeah. he's just not – he's Peter, still that 16 – I mean 17. Yeah. Well, 16. Peter's expressed before just, you know, obviously Busio came in and made quite the impact off the bench so far this season, scoring some big-time goals and contributing in many more ways than one, especially with an injured team like Sporting's been dealing with. And when I asked Peter about, you know, with Busio coming back from his call-up and how much that is going to impact the team going forward, what kind of role he sees him playing, he was like, honestly, I not not a big one because he kind of said the same things that you said. He acknowledges and and keeps in mind that he's only 16. He doesn't want to burn him out or yeah. or do something that's going to scar- literally like I think verbatim he said something that will scar him and have a much longer mental impact than, you know, trying to push him right now when yeah, he's been able to help, but at the end of the day, the future of of what he can bring is more important than like trying to push him for an immediate impact right now. You could also maybe he was referencing Eric Palmer Brown, who in yeah. his first experiences with sporting, like in his was that his first game, he got a red card. He like, I think he gave up a goal and then got a red card, like in his first game or maybe his second game. Yeah, and that was also a three five or five three two in a in situation Chicago. where he was forced to throw him in there and he probably didn't want to. Right. Yeah, and th- that's when, another time when like you had every center back hurt except EPB, and I want to say it was like. Chance and Seth or somebody like that on the outside, <laughs> yeah. which I mean, normally in a th- when you have a three five, it's three center backs. Mm-hmm. Um, also noteworthy from our poll here, Graham Zusi has at least one vote in defense, midfield, wingers, and center forward. Do it. Talk about throwing them off. <laughs> and also, so does Kellen Rowe, except for defense. Rowe is in midfield, winger, and center forward. <laughs> And Tyler Freeman also did get, by the way, a couple votes for the start. Yeah. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Good kid. He bright future, but let's not start him. Yeah. Let's not actually play him in MLS unless there's nobody else to put out there. Well, also, I think last season, too, having Kuzane, Lindsay, and Busio in that together almost kind of was a nice segue for the three of them. And then having... 
them follow in the footsteps of Daniel Shalloway, who had been in the same kind of position as the three of them. And then they were also, obviously, Sporting had the luxury of easing them in through the Open Cup games first and then slowly into, like, some MLS play. And now Busio's taken on a bigger role this year. And Jalen Lindsay, we saw take on a bigger role last year uh, in the wingback position. He actually did a pretty decent job for a good stretch there. Playing, playing on the left side, which is not as natural. Side. Right. right. Um, but, I mean, I do wonder, like, how having the three of them in that kind of position together with that kind of going through that all at the same time for the most part, how that might have helped them almost uh, maybe adapt a little quicker. Yeah. Well, I think that's the I, – I, I think you're right that that probably helped, but I think that them being there now also helps Freeman because right. him and Busio are the same age. I mean, they're just a few months Which ap- I, apart. I just forget because they um, don't seem anywhere near the same age. No, I know. Busio seems like he's 23 and Freeman seems like he's – He's 14. At times. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, like I said, he's a good kid, and I think he's got a ton of potential. And he, for him also this year, you got to remember he set out like pretty much the last half of last year. Right. From the time they signed him, he didn't do anything because he had an overuse injury. I mm. remember that was, and they just he had to basically do nothing for months. Yeah. So I, I think he's not even back into a groove yet. I mean, he might disagree with me, and but it's fine. Uh, you know, cocky sixteen-year-old kid would it's probably fine. not yeah. agree to that. I'm anyway. fine. <laughs> but I think he's probably not back to 100% and in his groove yet. So I'm interesting to see how he's doing tonight with the Rangers. I mean, obviously he hasn't scored yet. but Right. All right, Sporting Kansas City fans, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC. Join the community on thebluetestament.com and leave us a comment. We got good commenters on there. Join the community. We do. We want commenters. We respond. Share your opinions. Be kind to each other, though. Stop yelling into Twitter where no one listens to you. <laughs> Come yell at with us. Yeah, yeah, yell at us. I'll, we'll allow it. It's okay. Yeah. It, quite honestly, I don't care if you think our opinions are stupid. Just think. Yeah, they probably are stupid. I don't know. Who cares? Well, <laughs> not everybody's. <laughs> okay, so the game on Sunday, 5 p.m. I will be there. I I'll get, be there. I get to leave... We get to leave a celebration at the station, which I would have to be working all day and all night. Terrible. So it saved me. Oh, yeah. All right. I will see you guys there. We will – oh, Thad's got something. Caw Valley FC, which is a USL 2, which would be third division or fourth division, whatever the hell Oh, it is. is it? I thought that was just a – oh, okay. Cool. It's, uh, it's what the old PDL used to be. So it's USL 2. Caw Valley. I just thought that was like a youth club. No, there's there's youth clubs there, but Caw Valley FC is uh, coached by Istvan Urbani, who was one of the sporting academy coaches, uh, coached in Hungary, coaches UMKC, blah, 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 blah. One of the several Hungarians. Yes, and may have been instrumental in some Hungarian movement. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, that Caw Valley FC is made up of, uh, I want to say it's like two-thirds sporting academy guys who are in college. So it's like all college players that are playing over the summer. And they played their first game of the season last weekend in St. Louis, tied 0-0. They play this weekend two games, one in Lawrence and one in Topeka. you have an interest, let me know. I'm going to try to get them some kind of coverage for the yeah. site. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to see some potential future sporting homegrown players, potential. Okay, Thad, we will let you get off to the end of the Swell Park Rangers game and watch their comeback be completed. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, until next week. Go sporting. Woo! Take this, but I'm in my fun, fun, take
Yeah.